0: get ready yeah! yeah, because under the dome with cd starts right now let's do it i'm ready let's do it
1: and a good morning beautiful people hopefully you're having a great saturday morning and as you can kind of tell since i'm here inside the game studios i didn't win the Mega Millions that was standing at 1.28 billion dollars in cold hard cash. That ticket was actually won in Illinois. So sadly, nobody that I know, at least off the top of my head, is retiring early. This is coming from, this was actually just popped up right as we started off the show. That apparently the second largest Mega Millions jackpot did indeed have a winning ticket out in Illinois. But hopefully you're enjoying yourself and appreciate you listening in however you're doing. So be it through the free 1037 The Game mobile app or the game 1037-1041 Lake Charles, both of their apps, or better yet, through 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and also the towers of power on the FM dial that are 1037 out here in Lafayette. Then also... Once you head towards the Lake Charles area, 1041, that flamethrower right there got you covered over there on the other side of the 337 stack show for you today. And I'm not going to waste too much time like I normally do because I want to get down to brass tacks. Because I guess coming up in the next segment, hey, we go a little bit of long form here. So I'm going to get down to brass tacks on a Louisiana Saturday morning with what's causing all this and get down to it with your Saturday Sports Sermon.
0: The famous CD is on his soapbox to start your Saturday. Who It's time for your Saturday Sports Sermon.
1: Let's start off with probably one of the biggest topics in sports over the last 72 hours. It all kind of begins with the Arizona Cardinals. They had previously said they put an addendum into Kyler Murray's brand spanking new contract where he was basically sticking with the team for five years for over $200 million. And apparently it was leaked that they had an addendum for independent study. That's received a lot of backlash. I think in some cases, justifiably so. Now, I think it definitely speaks to how much maybe there is a lack of work ethic at certain points of the season. He is statistically, he starts off the season really well. But then that second half, half of the season, it goes down a cliff. And somebody pulled up the stats and said, seems like that might be a correlation when the new Call of Duty comes out. Where his attention to the team and the season goes down a hill. So it was basically the Cardinals did what they needed to do. It's absurd, but they did it where they had an independent study requirement into his contract to make sure things were set up where he would study game material for four hours a week on his own time to receive quote unquote credit. Murray couldn't study while he was distracted by the TV, internet, or video games. And if Murray failed to meet that criterion, he was at risk of being in default of his contract. But the Cardinals, since apparently a lot of people had a big backlash about it, and I can understand a little bit of both sides, and they decided they're going to go ahead and, and pull that. And in the press release they put out saying, quote, It was clearly perceived in ways that were never intended. One confidence in Kyler Murray is as high as it's ever been. I disagree with that statement wholeheartedly. Because if your confidence level in Kyler Murray was as high as as it's ever been, you would have never had that in the first place. This is you doing the old CYA, cover your ass. And I get it. You want to have your player have his attention at all times. As somebody who definitely has a little bit of an attention issue from time to time, I get that. Here's the thing. You need to have your quarterback, your franchise player, focused in on the actual games that are going on on the field, not the games going on on your PlayStation 5, your Xbox, whatever he plays it on, PC even, and focus on that a lot more. In terms of the game that's going on that you get paid for not the game you don't get paid for you pay to play so like there was a bunch of backlash mainly for murray allegedly needing a requirement to study more because it feels like a lot like a a kid being told you need to study more so here's what we're gonna do you need to sign this agreement but also it, it feels like if you've watched dazed and confused you know what i'm gonna get to right now it feels like Kyler Murray, to a certain extent, was like Randall Pink Floyd before the summer. They give him the piece of paper that they want signed by the end of the day. And then the movie ends with him not signing the piece of paper and says he's going to play for the team, but not under your terms, and throws the piece of paper at him. Spoilers if you haven't seen Days and Confused yet. And if you have, what the hell are you doing? Days and Confused is a masterpiece of a movie. You need to get around to watching that. But it kind of further proves how absurd some contract stipulations and some addendums in this sense and kind of clauses are becoming in sports. Because not only that, Zion Williamson has a clause in his five-year Supermax deal with escalators up to $251 million, $193 million base, That there is a de-escalator clause, according to Christian Clark of NOLA.com, saying that there's a related to Zion Williamson's weight. So let's go ahead and break down all the factors here. It stipulates that his weight and body fat percentage combined must be below a 295. If it isn't within the threshold of the deal, he would lose an amount of guaranteed money. Now again, I think that's perfectly fine, because that's been the biggest criticism for Zion Williamson, and it's not to say he's been fat. He's just a heavy. He's all. He's just built a certain way to where it works, but at the same time, you can't have him showing up kind of like he did during that during that COVID lockdown tournament, the playoff that they had in 2020 in the NBA. You can't have that. He has been absolutely amazing. When he's, on the, when he's on the court, I'm still on the field, we're talking about basketball now. And we see that. And he's been looking better. But how does he continue to build and improve between now and the start of the 2022-2023 season? Is he going to keep that weight off? He reportedly weighed more than 300 pounds at one point. And he's been dealing with that foot injury. And we talk about it a lot that Zion Williamson is only as good as his availability is. I said it a few weeks ago that I think Zion Williamson, he's good, but I think he may not be worth the five-year deal. Now, obviously, there's some outs to where it doesn't look nearly as bad. And I think this one is another out that makes the New Orleans Pelicans front office pretty damn smart in my book. Because I think there's something to be said when you have somebody being held accountable for their actions, be it on or off the court. I've seen it a lot. You know, Brittany Griner, who's definitely in the news for a lot of different reasons, she actually, I remember whenever she got drafted, she had a clause in her contract because she liked to do some skateboarding off the court in her personal life, just go ahead and enjoy that. She liked doing skateboarding. They made sure that during the season she made sure not to do that because obviously you go on a skateboard, you bust your ass, you could probably injure something and be out for a significant period of time. So that clause makes sense. The clause they're making now are a little bit more on the absurd side. Weight clauses, independent study addendums, all that stuff. I get it. As somebody who does spend time prepping this show out, making sure the content is the best, It's probably about four hours a week because I was told by a good friend of mine that used to have a show here on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station that in order to have the best show possible, you prep for every hour of show, you prep two. Because that way, as Jim Rome would say, you've got takes for days. That way, if things don't necessarily go right with a guest, things go sideways, you've got an opportunity to pivot, change it up, and make sure you can make Each segment, the best it can be. So I do my four hours of independent study a week, and I do this show to the best of my damn ability. Hopefully, you're enjoying it just as much as I am bringing it to you. But seriously, the, the fact that we're getting to this point in the world of sports where we're saying, hey, go ahead and start stepping your game up, stepping it up in a different way. It's, it's rubbing me the wrong way, personally, because I hate to see somebody like Kyler Murray get criticized for the fact that he's more focused on Call of Duty than he is on the actual game, that he's getting paid to play. And I think there's a good point with the Cardinals showing that because it's true. Look at what he's done between the first two months and November until you get to January. Now, it's a 17-game season, and you get to see those teams play into early January. That's why this clause is in place. And I'll be interested to see how much, what the fallout is from this. I could be completely off base here, but I think that's the direction this thing is going. Where we're going to see more of these clauses come in, and it's going to be mainly... The guys that you invest the most money in, the Zion Williamson's of the world, the Joe Burrow's of the world. Mind you, I don't think Joe Burrow has a single problem in the world. I'm using him as an example because he's a name that's definitely going to be getting a big-name contract. And it'll be interesting to see how much that changes the way a lot of players think about re-signing with the team, re-upping with the team. Because if you don't have that much confidence in me leading you to where you want to go, and you're going to put these addendum clauses? How much is that going to be a slap in the face to guys that have proven themselves? It's a little different if you haven't proven yourself. Like Let's say, hypothetically, Marcus Davenport. Let's use Marcus Davenport as an example. He gets signed to a big deal, and they put a clause in where he's got to play X amount of games. That makes sense because of his reputation And it's proclivity to get injured consistently. How about that for a $5 word? Proclivity. He's he's always been injured. And if he plays X amount of games, then you'll get this bonus. It's incentive-laden contracts. Now, the whole defaulting on the contract, that feels like it's a whole different can of worms. And maybe they should have thought twice about putting that if you're the Arizona Cardinals. All right, it's Under the Dome with CD. We'll go ahead and take a quick timeout. And when we come back, we'll flip the conversation over for a little while over into the world of MMA. But not the big UFC. I'm talking about fighting going down in the 337 area code tonight with BFC51. We're going to talk to my good friend Bryce Boudreau about the card and more. So make sure you keep it locked right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, a 1041 one lake charles Next, right here on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, also your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. And welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and also your home for the Houston Astros and LSU Tigers. And speaking of those Astros, they had a little bit of a rough stretch over in the West Coast, but the take taking on the Seattle Mariners inside Minute Maid Park. We got a recent winner who's actually enjoying the game tonight. And if you want to be the next winner, we want you to enter our astros weekend getaway right now because the astros will be taking on the baltimore orioles on august 27th and mind you the orioles are a pretty doggone good team compared to what they've been in the past so why not sign up today in the clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and you'll have a chance to be there and score a family four pack of tickets a tour of minimade park which you haven't seen minimade park before it is fantastic and getting a nice in-depth tour makes it even better and also hotel accommodations for that Saturday night. The Astros' weekend getaways are powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian Houston Downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. And we talk about the world of sports. We get, to, get into that nitty-gritty of talking season, starting to get more focused on college football. I want to drift away from that for a moment because we've got big fights tonight, not just with the big ranks, but inside the 337 area code. And that is Lafayette, Louisiana is going to be where Bayou, excuse me, BFC 51 is going to be on tap tonight. Mixed martial arts going down at the Hyman Performing Arts Center later on tonight. And I've got a special guest joining the program via Zoom. And that is my good friend, Bryce Boudreaux, or as I'm going to call him for tonight's action, the Dapper Yapper Bryce Boudreaux. How you doing, brother?
2: (laughs) CD, thank you for having me on again. It's always a pleasure to be here on Under the Dome. Uh, I love the show and I love coming on here talking a little bit of local mixed martial arts. But you you hit, you hit the hammer with the nail or however that's supposed to go. Uh, yeah, tonight I'm the voice of uh, Bayou FC. Tonight we're going down live at the Hyman Center. At, it's actually the exhibition hall. It's in the back of the theater. It's a nice little room. It's going to be jam slam packed. It's Buy UFC 51, our 51st event since the start of Buy UFC. And we are live all across the world on pay-per-view tonight, exclusively on combatsportsnow.com. You can actually order the pay-per-view right now. If you go to buyufc.com or if you go to combatsportsnow.com, you will see the flyer for Buy UFC. It's hard to miss. Uh, but, dude, tickets are on sale, and this event will most likely sell out. The last time we were in Lafayette, Dustin Poirier was there. The place was crazy. There's people hanging off the rafters in that building. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, you need to get them.
1: And you bring up the fact Dustin Poirier. Is there prop bets going on right now that Dustin Poirier could be showing up at this event tonight or no?
2: So uh, some of his guys are actually going to be fighting tonight. So that's going to be interesting to see. I'm sure he will be there. Uh, Last time, you know, we, we could talk a little bit about Dustin Poirier, man. That is a guy that has strongly uh never forgotten where he came from and he still helps out at gladiators academy he like the last time we were here in lafayette he was back there wrapping up guys hands he was bringing guys to the cage he was coaching them he was their corner guy this guy truly truly cares about where he came from and you really got to respect that and you got to love that because there's there's a lot of guys they forget where they came from you know they go to hollywood whatever and they, they they turn their back on where they came from but clint we've got a hell of a card if you don't mind can i jump into that
1: I, I don't see why not man it's it's my show but guess what you're the guest and you're the one with all the information so go ahead let her rip brother
2: all right so clint i'm gonna go ahead and start talking about this amazing card that we have this evening it's gonna be epic and uh i'm sure everybody here in in 337 in, in the land of the 337 would definitely enjoy this absolutely stacked card if you've never been to a Bayou UFC show, then you don't really know what's going on here. But if you have been, then you know what's going on. We do things differently at Bayou UFC, So we're going to kick off the show with something special. It's going to be uh, kids MMA fights. Uh, so our first bout is two 13-year-olds. Foster Peterson taking on Jonas Rebstock. Uh, both these kids are 13 years old. Well, teenagers, I guess. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, 110-pound Kids Mixed Martial Arts. Uh, Our next bout will be Gavin Malonso, 13 years old, taking on Deacon Quibodo, who's 15 years old, 150-pound Kids Martial Arts Division. So that's going to be definitely interesting, giving these kids the stage, the spotlight, and performing in front of a crowd. It's going to be unreal. It's going to be a great way to kick off the show. Our next three bouts are going to be MMA, but it's going to be striking only. So grappling, Uh, is not allowed. It's only striking. So will be definitely interesting. So if you want to see some knockouts, if you want to see this, this is where it's going to happen right here. First bout, Desabrian Benjamin taking on Charles Clark in the 145-pound amateur striking-only division. Our next bout will be Gabriel Bresso taking on Keono Knight in the 125-pound striking division. And our final striking-only Fight will be uh, Oscar Avila uh, out of Head Kicks MMA right down the road in Crowley. And the, he will be taking on Drake Pelengren. Now, Drake Pelengren is a local guy from Lafayette, I think that area. Uh, he trains out of Gladiators Academy. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Drake Pelengren does. He's 1 0. We've seen him before. The last time we were here in Youngsville, Louisiana, came up with the, the victory. So looking forward to see what Drake Pelengren can do in this striking only bout.
1: Hey, Bryce, I'm going to stop you right there real quick. I'm going to stop you right, right there real quick because you brought up the head kicks MMA. That's another former UFC guy, Aaron Phillips. That's his gym. I can't wait to see what his crew does because I've heard none but the great things about head kicks MMA.
2: Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, head kicks MMA is awesome. I mean, they've got some of the top talent in the country that's training over there at head kicks MMA. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, Aaron Phillips, great guy. You, If, if you want to see Aaron Phillips, he will be there. Uh Tonight. So uh, uh, come see Aaron Phillips. He will be the corner guy of just about every fighter that is representing Head Kicks MMA. Gotta love Head Kicks. Head Kicks MMA. So uh, I love Head Kicks MMA. But uh, moving forward to our opening bout of the strictly MMA card. We've got nine MMA fights. Uh, local guy, Keelan Jace Begno from the 337 area. I think he was raised in Welsh, Louisiana. Uh, taking on Donovan Emanuel in the 155-pound 150, division. Moving on to our next bout, as Sean Tillman will take on Clayton Bear of Gladiators Academy, 155-pound uh, division. Our next bout goes down to the 170-pound division as Nicholas Frazier takes on Theo Thibodeau, who is undefeated and representing Gladiators Academy. So looking forward to that one. Our next bout, uh, Devontae Wilson, who is yet to get a W, but looks to get one tonight, uh, takes on Jason Sladen, uh, representing Performance Evolution out of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, this is going to be a heavyweight bout, so we're going to have to reinforce reinforce the six sides of steel, as I like to say, the mastodons of the hexagon in uh, and and, and this big heavyweight bout. Our next bout will go down in the... 135 pound division as Dave and Scott will take on Diamas Chapa. Uh, So that's going to be a pretty big deal. I believe if I'm not mistaken, Clint, I think that will be a title fight. Uh, So looking forward to that, I could be wrong on that, you know, cards subject to change. So we will find out tonight. Uh, But moving on from that, uh, let's see. Malcolm Williams out of Houston, Texas. And, he will be taking on Smilin' Rylan Malonso. Now, Smilin' Rylan, if you're from Lafayette and you're in tune with the MMA world in Louisiana and all over the South, you know that name, Smilin' Rylan Malonso. He's yet to have his bout that he's been waiting for here in Lafayette. He's 1-0 as a professional fighter. He spent a long time as an amateur fighter trading on a gladiators academy. He will be in action tonight taking on Malcolm Williams in the 135 professional division. Our next professional bout, Bustin' Justin Longoria makes his professional debut against German Openera uh, out of Chihuahua, Mexico. So this will definitely be incredible. This fight will take place in the 125-pound professional division. If you know Bustin' Justin Longoria, he's a knockout artist. He's going to see what you're doing, and he's just going to plan on how he's going to knock you out. Uh, I love to see Justin do what he does, and that's Bustin. So we will see Justin Bustin do what he does best tonight, hopefully. Moving on to our semi-main event as Andy Sandoval of Houston, Texas, will take on the local Justin Meade out of Gladiators Academy. Justin Meade, Justin Lionheart Meade, uh, is a fan favorite, man. And whenever he comes out, the crowd goes insane. So looking forward to see what Justin Meade can do in the 135-pound uh, professional division here at Bayou UFC. And our big main event CD is going to go down in the 145-pound professional division as Cody Jenkins from Virginia takes on Damon Vincent. Uh, and if you know Damon Vincent, man, he's undefeated, training at a Gladiators Academy, a local guy. Uh, we've seen Damon Vincent fight for Bayou UFC multiple times. He's unreal. He's great. And we love him, and he's a local guy with Gladiators Academy. So you're going to see all your local fighters here. This is truly like the homecoming for for us here at Bayou UFC. Our last show was in Denham Springs, Louisiana. We didn't really get that that homecoming feel. But this is where Bayou UFC lives and breathes, is at the Hyman Center. And if you've ever been to one of our Hyman Center shows, you know just how crazy it gets. So like I said earlier, man, it's going to almost be sold out. If you haven't got your tickets... You need to go on Ticketmaster right right now. Go to buyufc.com. You'll have the ticket link. It'll bring you straight to Ticketmaster. That's how you purchase your tickets. It's just about sold out, but there's still tickets available. Very few tickets available. I believe we'll be taking walk-ups as well at the Hyman Center. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be in the exhibition hall right in the back of the Hyman Center, right behind the big theater. It's going to be live on pay per view. So let's just say if it sells out and they turn you away at the door, you can order the pay per view. Go to buyufc.com. We'll have a pay per view link for you. And uh, you can check it out there. Uh, Before uh, I get through talking about buyufc, just want to remind everybody that the doors open at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. is the door open time. The fights will officially start at 7 p.m. Now, I get a lot of questions Is this family friendly? Are kids not allowed to attend? This is a family-friendly event. It's all ages. There is violence. There could be blood. You could be seeing injuries. Fewer discretion is advised, but it's all ages. We got kids that are fighting on the first bouts. Uh, so anyways, we do want to thank RRCA Roofing and Reconstruction Contractors of America. They are title sponsors as well as Brant and Sherman. They fight Goliaths. I also want to thank Dino's Pizza and Prejohn's Cajun Restaurant. Clint, we got a big one tonight, man, and I can't wait for it. I got to go get my suit on. I got to go warm up the pipes. I got to get ready. I got a lot of people I got to announce later on tonight.
1: Oh, it's definitely going to be a ton of fun, and I know I'll be probably pissing off a lot of people with my internet provider because I'll be having three streams going on at once with BioFC probably taking up the big screen on a big old Saturday night. Bryce, can't thank you enough for coming on, my man. We'll talk to you down the road Enjoy calling the fights night, and also enjoy the rest of your weekend, my man.
2: Thank you, Clint. Hope to see you again, buddy.
1: All right, that was Bryce Boudreaux. We're gonna go ahead and take a quick timeout, and when we come back, we're gonna get into the Sun Belt Conference tier list. Last we got dove deeply into what happened with SECB today's and kind of what I think how the tier list of the SEC works. Let's talk about the Sun Belt Conference next, right here on under the dome with CD on the game 1037 three seven Lafayette and one hundred four one Lake Charles, your home for the Houston Astros and LSU Tigers in South. The world-famous CD may be in his 30s, but he's still a kid at heart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, let's get back to a guy that has an unhealthy obsession with a number that offensive linemen wear. With Under the Dome. With the world-famous CD. On the game. 1037 Lafayette. And 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. station.
1: Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 10401 Lake Charles. And you better hurry up. If you haven't already, make sure you join our new text club. But the clock is ticking. I mean, literally. Within the next 48 hours, the contest will be over. And we're talking about the Apple Watch text-to-win contest because all you got to do is send a simple text message to join our new text club and you can win a brand-new Apple Watch. So sign up today. All you got to do is text GAME. Obviously, if you're driving right now, don't do that. Just kind of make a mental note or have your passenger, whoever that may be, if they know how to text GAME, G-A-M-E, 2337-283-8100, hand the phone over to them or just have them take it from you if you have it in the cup holder like I normally do. That's GAME, 2337-283-8100. Once you join, you'll be eligible to win a brand-new Apple Watch. Plus, you'll have tons of chances to score other great prizes like some Astros tickets, gift certificates, and so, so much more. It's The Game Text Club. Find out more at 1037thegame.com and 1041 thegamecom And while you're there, you can actually click our link and actually we'll direct you to a little widget where you can enter your form. If you're at home, don't feel like typing in that. Or your phone's not available right now, you can go on 1037 gamecom or 1041thegame.com on your desktop, laptop, tablet, whatever. You can enter in that way as well. Either way, enter in to win an Apple Watch. The clock is ticking. I wish I had a ticking sound effect, but I don't have that readily available right here, right now. But that's what's going on right now. You can text us right now, game 337 283 four chance to win a brand new Apple Watch. And I said it before we wrapped before we wrapped up the last segment is I was going to get into my Sunbelt conference tier list. And for those who missed last week, I did an SECY tier list. And if you want to talk about that or anything else 337-706-0111 337-706-0111. Because I think this list may get controversial to some, but you have to understand my logic. When it comes to one team in particular. So we're going to go down this road. Go tier by tier. If you have a reaction. 337-706-0111. And I start off. With the. Mountaineers of App State. They're in the S tier. And I say that almost simply because. They're the team that has a quarterback. In house right now that you know. Can get them to a certain level. And that's where I think it becomes a little bit more interesting when you look at App State and what they are going to be bringing to the table. I can't wait to see what they do with the Mountaineers. We talked to our guy a few weeks ago, David Ware, of 24-7 Sports. We actually had a long conversation about how the team looks heading into 2022. And I think all that said, I am very much confident in that team's ability to get back towards the top of the rankings in the Sun Belt Conference, they are a team that's going to be tough to beat in the East, and the East is getting that much better. But I think Chase Bryce, the transfer, six-year redshirt senior out of the transfer from Duke and Clemson, that's a guy I'd want to have on my team in this kind of year, where honestly. It's a little bit of a wild west because the Cajuns, who we'll talk about in a moment, I think they can be a team that's going to be elite, but I think it's going to be kind of predicated by the fact they have a soft schedule, which we'll talk about more in hour two. So for me, I think App State is an S-tier team. They are a team that's wanting to get back towards that level. Defense is going to be a bit of a question, but the offense, there's no question about it. One of the more complete teams heading into fall camp. That's huge. And I'll go A-tier. I'll start with Coastal Carolina. I think Coastal absolutely is a team that deserves a lot of love. They deserve a lot of preseason hype. Absolutely one of the more intriguing teams coming out of the East. And there always have been. Because, and it's wild, because one year, they'll be phenomenal. First year they were in the conference, they did great. They whipped up on the Cajuns. Their first year in the conference. Then they fell off a little bit. Then, a lot like the Cajuns, they managed to put on a season unlike any other with Jamie Chadwell in his second season. And they win the Sunbelt Conference, kind of, because they – pulled out of the game due to the COVID pan, COVID-19 pandemic and the players being impacted the day before the game, which was a complete and utter mess, and I'm not even going to get into my full thoughts on that because there's plenty of time for me to get to that. But when you look at this program, they've had years where they literally are at the top of their game in the Sun Belt. Absolutely just phenomenal. Then the next year they kind of fall off a little bit. Year by year, they are a damn good team, but they haven't had that consistency in terms of year over year. Cuz 2019, you had them literally. They were 5 and 7. A couple of years of 5 and 7s. And then they win the Sun Belt East and win the Sunbelt Conference Championship because of a tiebreaker because they beat the Cajuns in the regular season. There's something to be said about what this program can do. Now what happens next with the Chanticleers? Is anybody's guess? They've got to go through the East Division and not have to deal with any of the big dogs like the Louisiana Raging Cajuns who also will get into the A-tier but are dangerously close to that line of demarcation. Between A and B tier. And it's mainly because of the fact that we don't know who the quarterback will be. Will it be Chandler Fields, the guy that was the crown jewel, the apple of Billy Napier's eye in that initial recruiting class all that time ago? Or will somebody else step up? This is that golden opportunity for somebody like everybody's favorite player. In, I, I, I continue to be blown away by the fact that we're talking about the potential of somebody not named Levi Lewis because he had been the guy for a long, long time. And the debate is going to be for a while. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Vermilion and White? And I think Chandler Fields has every opportunity to be the guy It's just you wonder where the rest of the team is going to kind of land in all this, and I'm hopeful things do get a little bit better. Now the other question is, how does the rest of the team look outside of Chris Smith? And because of the fact you all have all these questions, that puts them precipitately close to a B-tier team. But at the same time, you're an A-tier squad because you're playing in a division that has Arkansas State, Texas State, ULM, Troy, Southern Miss, South Al, you've got a very much you got an easier road. You have been holding Dominion over that program, over this program for a long, long time. I there's no doubt in my mind that. The Vermilion White can win the West. I'm just not necessarily sold on how this team looks right here, right now, because I've got my own questions. Can they turn it around? Can they show me, hey, we we can get better, even with all the changes that have happened to this team, because there's been a, a lot of upheaval in the last year. From people entering the transfer portal to players graduating, all that stuff, that plays a role in all this. Yeah, the Levi Lewis for that super duper senior year, that was massive. Now you've got to build off of that. And the over under win total, I've been seeing eight and a half. I'll talk about that more in hour two because I've got my thoughts on it, but I want to get an expert's opinion on it as well. Going to the B tier, this one's a lot of the the new school is in this mix. I think Marshall, for obvious reasons, Southern Miss, Old Dominion. And South Alabama are all B-tier teams. South Alabama's got to prove it, though, because we've talked about them continually being that team that is consistently inconsistent. Kane Womack has to get things done soon, or else he could suffer the same fate of a lot of other coaches in the last six, seven years of the Jaguars program, because that thing has been a revolving door for all the wrong reasons. So I put them... In the B tier, because I think they are a little bit better this year. I think they can make steps in the right direction. But can they stop the inconsistent being consistently inconsistent? I'll go C tier here. I'll go both Georgia teams, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, and James Madison, other, another newcomer, Arkansas State, and Texas State. I think Texas State can be better. They've been working the transfer portal like a machine, which is great to see with San Marcos. Being able to get some transfers especially from Power 5 programs, that's a win. So I think with that in mind, they are a C-tier team. Arkansas State can be a B-tier team, can absolutely be a B-tier in year two under Butch Jones, but you've got to prove it to me because we can do a mid-season report and, and examine everything, but I think they're a C-tier team right here, right now. James Madison, there's a lot of unknowns about them. Can they do a lot like what App State did? And transfer from the F transition, excuse me, from the FCS to the FBS, damn near seamlessly, and take over a division. Nobody is gonna know until you see it. And then we wrap up with the bottom of the bottom, and this isn't meant to be any shade to our neighbors of the north, in terms of Arkansas South and ULM and Troy, but it's just facts. ULM has not been good in a long time. Yes, there's been times where the Cajuns have gotten beaten by the Warhawks. But I think those times are long gone. And Troy, remember when Troy a few years ago beat LSU? That was a long time ago. That was Neil Brown era type stuff. I don't think that time's coming anytime soon. I feel like they are firmly. Well, there's some teams in the C tier that can be moved up, hell, there's some teams in the A tier that can be moved down. When we get to the midseason and we kind of review our tier list, I think there's no doubt in my mind that ULM and Troy will still be at the bottom of this proverbial barrel that is the Sun Belt Conference. And if it was promotion relegation, they'd be moving down, and probably some teams from the Southland Conference would be moving up. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Under the Dome with C.D. right here on the Game 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, your home for the Houston Astros and LSU Tigers we got my five fave picks to click coming your way next
0: the world famous CD always has his eyes on the lines out in Las Vegas hit me 20 hit me 21 hit me 22 here's his five favorite bets for the weekend will he make you rich beyond your wildest dreams or will you be cursing him out after he goes 0 for 5 Let's find out on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports
1: Station. Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the Houston Astros and LSU Tigers. And I'll start off this segment by recapping what happened last week because, boy, oh, boy, it was a, a pa-ba-kind of weekend with the picks to click. With the Boston Red Sox losing to the Blue Jays last Saturday, which was, wasn't as bad as the game before, which I thought the foot rule would have came into effect in a big way, but lo and behold, it did not. So Red Sox, that one lost. The New York Yankees, that one against the Orioles last Saturday. That one was wrong. The only two I got right were the Atlanta Braves or the Angels, and Patty the Batty getting a win over Jordan Levitt, which I'd put a submission victory. That would probably would have cashed a decent amount just by itself. And then the Mets at minus one forty-five. So before we get to our picks to click for this weekend, let's see what we got a call on the game hotline. Maybe somebody reacting to the tearless. Hello, you're on under the under the dome. Hey, CD, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you, man? I'm doing good. I just got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? I'm curious to see where you
0: coming up with your Troy prediction. Every pundit I've seen's got them in the top two or three of the West, and, and say that they're going to uh, be one to challenge the Cadence for that, that top spot in the West. I'm where, where you coming up with your Troy prediction?
1: I, I appreciate the call. So for me, I think Troy. It's just been they've been a team that's kind of been more towards the bottom over the last couple of years. I just don't think they get that big of a precipitous jump up in my mind in the tier list. I can be completely wrong on this. They're starting
0: a bunch, and supposedly they're going to have one, one of the best defenses in the conference, from what
2: I'm hearing.
1: And if that's the case, I'm, I'm again, I'm hoping I'm wrong in this. Hope they can can improve. But I'm yeah. think that I think the Cajuns have some more things they're going to have to look at. Because obviously, I think yeah. Mar- Marshall's going to play a huge role in the East. How is everything going to look with Arkansas State and Texas State? Yeah. South Alabama is going to be a team yeah. to look at as well. The West is going the to be thing, very interesting. W-
0: one thing about the Cajuns, everybody looks at offensively. The Cajuns, I think, are going to have the best defensive line and the best defensive backs in the conference. So Everybody looks at what they've lost offensively, but their defense is going to be able to carry them a little
1: way. I really hope that's the case. I appreciate the call, man. Yeah. Don't be a stranger. Hey,
0: you know, take care. I'm just curious
1: about that Troy prediction. Yeah, Have a good day. I, right, You have a good one, too. All right. So let's get to the picks for this weekend. And I'll start off with the race. I got them winning as, against the Cleveland Guardians. I'll go money line on that. That's minus 140. San Diego Padres, minus 135 over the Minnesota Tins, because we're not putting a W on them since they're going to lose. I'll go a Amanda money line at minus 275 against Juliana Pena, and I'll go with a little bit of an upset special here with Derek, the Beast Lewis, to, lo- to win by knockout, TKO, or DQ at plus 165. He's lost his last two fights in Texas, but those were in Houston. This is in Dallas. So maybe the hometown, homestay curse gets lifted tonight. Then we go Cameron Young in the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I'll go with a top five finish for him at plus 130. So all that kind of is put together, rolled up in a nice little ball and and put into a bet slip. That pays on a $5 parlay, $124.01. 01 Your boys going to be eating sizzler if that thing cashes, even though there's not a sizzler anywhere near here in the Acadiana area. But We'll wrap up hour number one, hour two, coming your way in just a little bit, and I've got something special for you to start off hour number two. We've been doing the top fives, and I feel like it's apropos because what happened last weekend to do a top five list of athletes to come out of the Acadiana area. Get your list together. Call me up, 337-706-0111, because I think your list is going to vary very differently from mine, but I think number one is one we can all agree on. So keep it locked right here on the game, 103.7 Lafayette and one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We're also your home for the Houston Astros and the LSU Tigers. And we'll be back with our two after These quick messages and a top of the hour sports update.